Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church, located in Newberry, Florida, where Rocky McKinley is our lead pastor. Thanks for tuning in. Here's today's message. In the first week of this series, we looked at the times in life when we get comfortable in the ruts. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, the children of Israel, we found them stuck in a rut, just traveling in a circle around a mountain, basically. And after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, they'd forgotten the promise. They'd forgotten where God told them that they were heading. But God spoke to them and he said, you have stayed long enough at this mountain. You've stayed here long enough. And I told you that developing the proper spiritual disciplines in your life can help you get out of the rut that you may be in. And some of you, you've taken that. And throughout this month, you begin to operate in spiritual disciplines and it's pulling you out of that rut. Last week, we looked at the difference between ruts and routines. You will get stuck in a rut, but a routine will keep you moving even when you don't feel like moving. Routines, they can increase our efficiency and ensure that important things that need to get done actually get done. They're not always fun, but they are efficient. And we looked at the life of Daniel, and there were three routines in Daniel's life that every Christian needs. And the first one was this, Daniel had routine in his posture. Daniel had a good attitude about life. And how many of you know as Christians, we need to have a good attitude about life? Amen? Amen. The, the enemy's coming to steal our joy. That's what he does. That's his job. He's coming to steal our joy. We need to let the joy of the Lord be our strength and be our guide because that's how the world sees us. And Daniel had routine in his posture. He also had routine in his purity. There were people that were out to ruin Daniel's life, out to ruin his reputation. But the Bible says they could not find one accusation to lay against him. His record was spotless. And, and you know, I'm sure he made mistakes back, you know, before captivity. But when they took him to Babylon they didn't have any of that history and so you know living there and living trying to live life as a as a godly man they could not find any mistakes in his life and we've got to get to that place to where we live life in, in, in purity to where we we are conscious of our decisions and, and and how it represents our God not that we won't make mistakes but yet really filtering our decisions through the right channels so that we make the right decisions and then finally, Daniel had routine in his performance because every day Daniel did the same thing. He would go home, he would open his windows towards Jerusalem, he would get down on his knees and praying, giving thanks to God. He would do this three times a day is what the Bible says. And so there was routine in his performance. And I told you that when facing the lion's den, Daniel could pray with faith believing in that lion's den because he had prayed with faith believing in his living room. You see, Faith-believing prayer, it will start in your living room. It'll start on your bedside. And when you finally get to that place and that lion's den, you're going to be able to pray with faith-believing because you've practiced it in your performance. Amen? Amen. Amen. There was once in a small town, there was a citywide revival where these three local churches joined together to worship. And after the revival had concluded, the three pastors were discussing the results with one another. So the Methodist minister, he said, the revival worked out great for, for my church. We gained four new families. The Baptist preacher said, well, we did better than that. We gained six new families. To which the Pentecostal pastor said, well, we did even better than that. We got rid of our 10 biggest troublemakers. How's that working out for you? <laughs> As I mentioned earlier in this series, I grew up on revivals. 
My dad being a pastor, I, I grew I didn't have a choice. I had to go to revival. I, I'm, I'm that kid that the cliches are all about. I remember sleeping underneath the church pew late at night because we had school the next day. Uh, you've heard that you've seen people shout till their bobby pins fell out. That I've been there. I've actually seen it. I've actually picked bobby pins up off the floor at church. I was that kid. I, I grew up in that kind of atmosphere. So a few times a year, our church would have evangelists come in and they would preach messages to revive our church. And I've experienced, experienced some life-changing moments during revival services. I have. I have experienced life-changing moments during revival services. But I also know that true revival cannot be scheduled on a calendar. It can't. A revival is not a series of church services that take place in a church building over a period of three to five days. Revival can come out of the meetings, but revival is not the meetings themselves. So I looked up a definition of revival, and the definition says a period in which something becomes popular again after a long period of time, or a new production of an old show. But I like this one. This definition says the growth of something or an increase in the activity of something after a long period of no growth or activity. I like it so much, I'm going to read it to you again because I, I need you to get that. The growth of something or an increase in the activity of something after a long period of no growth or activity. I can assure you that when DCC was birthed eight years ago, it was not the first move of God in Newberry. I know that's going to catch some of you off guard, but I can assure you it was not. We're not the first, and we certainly were not the only move of God in this area. But if you ask me, I believe that on September the 3rd, 2006, I believe that a revival did start. At the birth of this church, I believe that a revival started because most weeks here at Destiny Community Church, we see people surrender their lives to Christ. Almost every week we see something like that happen. We have seen marriages restored. Some of you are in this room today. Your marriage has been restored through the ministry of this church and through God allowing you to hear God's word and to receive guidance here in this church. We've seen addictions that have been broken. We have provided for the poor and for the brokenhearted. God has used this church in great ways. And that, my friend, is true revival. You see, we don't need a movement. We are a movement. That's who we are, Destiny Community Church. We are a movement. And I've heard it said that in order for churches to experience revival, they must be willing to lay aside their routines. And you know what? There's probably moments in my life where I have agreed with that statement. I understand that churches can get stuck in a rut but I'm not talking about a rut. I'm talking about routine. Because I, I differ with the opinion that churches have to lay aside their routines. As we're going to discover in God's word today, true revival is birthed in the routine. Whether it be in a church or in a home, true revival is birthed in the routine because routine is the root that sprouts revival. And some of the greatest revivals of all time 
They were birthed out of routine. You go back to the Azusa Street Revival in Los Angeles. It was birthed in the routine of prayer. And how many times have we heard of great revivals through the years that, that were birthed out of prayer or fasting and the routine of, of spiritual discipline in people's lives. And throughout Christianity, revivals have been preached about, prophesied about, prayed for, fasted for, and waited on. But I'm afraid that sometimes we are so focused on revival that we miss the routine that actually ushers it in because I assure you today that if you develop the right routine in your life, revival's coming to your life. At the beginning of the Christian movement, we read of the first revival that hit the early church. Go ahead and turn with me to Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, we read that in one day, 3,000 people heard the gospel and were baptized. This is the birth of the church. This is after the crucifixion and the resurrection of Christ. The Holy Spirit has descended upon the church to empower them. And we read in that one day, 3,000 people heard the gospel. They give their hearts to this movement and then they're baptized. I know the staff and I, we were excited this week because our Facebook page for the church finally hit 1,000 likes. It did, 1,000 likes. Man, we've been working. We've been trying our best to get it to that place. 1,000 likes, and it's great. It's great because it helps you spread the word of upcoming events and things that we want people to know because when you take that and you share it, man, all of your friends see it, and, and, and if one, just one of your friends shares it, then, then many more, and it just has the, the ability to multiply, but the early church, they couldn't rely on social media to bring people in. Their revival took place because of routine that they had established in their lives. And so today I want us to read about that routine in Acts chapter 2. I'm going to start reading at verse 42. And there's a couple of key words here, a few key words that I really want to point out to you. And so it, it reads like this. And they devoted themselves. There's that first word right there. If you are the kind of person that likes to write in your Bible, go ahead and underline that word devoted. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, man, underline that, day by day. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Or as some versions of the Bible, God added to their number daily those who were being saved. You see, this movement of new believers flourished in revival because of the routine that they had set for their lives, because their day-by-day -day or day-to-day -day routine consisted of five things. Don't miss it. It consisted of a devotion to hearing God's Word taught. They were hungry for God's Word. Let me ask you something. Are you still hungry for God's Word? Is it something that you need to live on? They were hungry. They were devoted to the hearing of God's word. They were devoted to building community with one another through food and fellowship. 
Man, you've seen people before. They don't want anything to do with fellowship around a church. They don't want to, to gain other friendships. And, and, and I'm telling you, there is no room for revival in that person's life because you've got to make room for God's people because God is going to pour his spirit out upon people. There was a devotion to prayer. There was a devotion to prayer in their lives. It was something that they took seriously. They believed in it. There was a devotion to a generous way of living, and this was new to many of them, but they were so generous that, that they were selling things that they had, selling their possessions, and they would give it to other brothers and sisters in need. And, and the key is they were giving to each one in the faith as they have need. Man, I can't tell you how many times people come by a church, they've never even stuck their foot in the door of a church, and, and they would come by and they're wanting help. And I, I think to myself sometimes, man, if you would just trust God and trust his word, he's going to take care of you he is he's going to take care of you and there's many people within the walls of, of this church that we have helped as well as those outside of the walls but man their their main focus they were making sure that all of their brothers and sisters needs were met so they would sell their possessions and they had this devotion to a, a generous way of living and finally they had a devotion to meeting together regularly at the temple coming together corporately they were not forsaking that they were making sure this was priority in their lives and the result of the routine was a continual daily stream of new believers coming into the church i'll tell you that's true revival when you're seeing souls saved and the church is being revived by new believers coming in. For those of you that you've been around here for, for quite some time and, and, and you've been volunteering, you've been helping, you know when you see someone, a new believer come in and, and, and they're discipled and, and, and they start dedicating their time and volunteering around a church, you know it makes the load easier for everybody else. And so you're revived because of that. When new believers are coming in and they begin working for the kingdom, it has, a, it has the ability to revive a church. And so they were seeing every day, they were seeing new souls come into the kingdom. People were being refreshed and renewed on a daily basis. But here's what I've come to realize. Praying for revival is easy. It's lip service. Praying for revival, that's the easy part. The tough part is if you want true revival, then maybe we should learn to live routinely to usher it in. If you want true revival to take place in your life, then the proper routine has to be put in place. The things that you don't always feel like doing, but you have to do it because you want to see a move of God in your life. If you want that in a church, then the people, the membership of that church, they have to get serious about the routine because the routine is going to usher in revival. Yesterday at our Man Up Bible study, I told the men, I said, we have got to develop non-negotiables in our lives. That means we've got to, to develop things in our lives that are not on the table for discussion. It's either yes or it's no. I'm telling you, this series I'm doing with the men right now for that Bible study, it's a tough one. It's a tough one because we're not pulling any punches. And it's time that not just men, but also women, that you de develop some non-negotiables for your life. Things that are not on the table to discuss. My family is not heading this direction. My life is not going to go that direction. Or we will always do these things because we want to see a revival in our lives and in our church. 
But see, revival just doesn't take place in the church building. Revival can take place in the lives of the people that make up the church. So let me just ask you some questions, and, and, and I'm almost done. I'm not going to keep you very long, but, but, but let, me, let me ask you this. Are you tired of the same old mundane rut that you're in? Are you tired of that, that same old rut? Because I know I'm ready to see God's people experience true revival in their lives. And I'm not talking about a series of revival services. I'm talking about a time of renewal in our homes and in our relationships. That's what your pastor is longing to see. Because you can experience revival in your life, but it's birthed in the routine. So what do you do every day that will lead to spiritual growth and increase in your life? Ask yourself that. We're not doing anybody any favors today if we don't get serious about this. What do you do in your everyday routine that is going to lead to spiritual growth and increase in your life? You can experience revival on your job. I know some of you think that is impossible with the heathens that you work with. Nevertheless, you can experience revival on your job, but it's birthed in routine. So what do you do every day that will lead to a renewed burden for what you do? You can experience revival in your family, but it is birthed in routine. So what do you do every day that will lead to a renewed relationship with your children? Parents, please listen to me. We have got to be intentional about how we raise our children. I, I'm just going to jump out there because, it, you know what, God's called me to be a shepherd and not your best friend. Some of you... You need to set some godly standards for your children to live by, and you need to stop compromise. You get one shot, parents. I say this at least once a year. You get one shot to raise them in a godly way, and that's it. That's it. What example are you setting before them, and what are you allowing them to do? What are you allowing them to get away with? What routine are you putting in place to experience revival with your children? You can experience revival in your marriage, but it's birthed in the routine. So what do you do every day that will bring forth a new love and respect, a revival in your marriage? You see, I'm not talking about church services. That's not, that's not what revival is about. Revival is something that takes place deep inside of a human, deep inside of a, in our heart, in our innermost being. Revival has the ability to change every aspect of your life, but what are you doing to bring forth revival in your home and in your marriage? Because revival happens when God's people align themselves up with God's glory. That's the only way it happens. I remember as a kid, many of you did this also. I remember that moment when I, I was taught in school that a magnifying glass can produce fire. Remember that? Why would they ever, ever sell toy magnifying glasses that really work because I remember being outside as a kid and getting a bunch of old dead grass together and a little piece of paper and, and positioning that magnifying glass just right 
to where the sun was shining straight down through that magnifying glass and it was producing the heat that was needed in order to start a fire. And, and many times I started a fire. Man, I'm thinking to myself, you know, one time I was right behind the church where my, my, my dad pastored. I was right behind the underneath a stairwell. I was under, if something would have caught on fire, that whole place would have went up in smoke. Man, just like you have to line that magnifying glass up with the sun to shine through it. We as Christians, we need to align ourselves up with God's glory. And the only way that happens is through daily routine. How are we lining ourselves up? Revival happens when we line ourselves up with God's glory. It's mutual. You see, you have to do your part, but God is faithful in doing his part also because it's a routine of human effort paired with divine empowerment. And when that happens, great things come about. Second Chronicles 7 and 14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. You see, that's our part. That's our part. That's our responsibility. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal the, their land. That's revival. And you just don't stumble upon revival. You prepare for it. You just don't fall into revival. No, you prepare and you jump into revival. That's how it happens. And so I'm convinced for the world to be revived, a country has to be revived. And for a country to be revived, a state has to be revived. And for a state to be revived, a city has to be revived. For a city to be revived, a church has to be revived. And for a church to be revived, I have to be revived. It starts with me. Revival starts with me. And not just because I'm the pastor. Revival for this church and for your home and for, for, for what needs to happen on this planet today, it starts in you. And you might think, well, there's no use. Why am I going to go through all that? Why am I going to develop the routine? What if, what if the routine that you develop is the very thing that gets your children to heaven? Revival starts with me. Jesus said in Luke 9 and 23, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me that's routine that every day there's sacrifices that have to be made in order to reach that place of revival in your life every day I've got to be willing to lay aside some of my own selfish desires because the promise is revival. The burden to plant Destiny Community Church came out of a three-day fast in 2004. My pastor that I was working for had called the church to a three-day fast. And so knowing that God was doing something in my life and that I was growing weary and tired of, of where I was at and what I was doing. I knew that he was wanting to birth something, but I had no idea what. And so he called us to a three-day fast. And I took it seriously. 
my wife will tell you if, if, if we were to tell you the details of it she could tell you it, it was a struggle a lot of alone time because when you're on a true fast you can become one grumpy individual especially for the first few days but it was during that time that God began speaking to my life about planning a church near the Gainesville area for two years I lived by routine I didn't like what I was doing I liked the people it was a great church but I knew that God was preparing me for something else and I didn't know what I didn't know how I was going to get to it and so for two years I lived by routine I'd go to the office whatever programming we had going on that week I'd make sure all of my work got done or if I had to study I made sure I was prepared Sundays would roll around I would make sure all of my responsibilities that church were taken care of I did everything just as if I had just started that job if there's one thing I've, I've always had it was a, a good work ethic I've, I've, you know, there's never been any problems there and so I didn't want anyone to ever look at me and say well he became burnt out and he didn't do his job and so I developed routine routine through the mundane and the revival that you're a part of whether you think it's a revival or not I assure you it is the revival that you're a part of right now was birth out of routine in my life I'm not telling you that so that you can pat me on the back I'm telling you that because there's a revival for your life that is just waiting for you to walk in the routine to usher it in and you've just got to be willing to go through that routine is boring routine can be disheartening when you're stuck in routine it will make you think that you've been forsaken and forgotten but you do it anyway because you realize you can't usher it in by yourself but routine is going to line you up with God's glory and what he wants to do in your life in your family in your marriage and in your church so no I'm not praying for revival to hit this church I think we're in revival I'm praying for revival to hit your home to where you see changes that usher in God's glory for you and for your family. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. We would love to meet you in person. For service times and directions, 
log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org or call the church office at 352-472-3284. Thanks again for listening. Destiny Community Church, for life's journey.